Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 five this time, I think. And welcome to Janny's team selection for game week 26. Now we are in the middle of game week 25. There are fixtures to come tonight. It is Wednesday afternoon at the moment. So we'll have a quick look at that, but we will mostly look ahead to what Janny is going to do in 26 and beyond. So Janny, how are you? Thank you for joining me. I'm very well, mate. This is the this is the most fun part of the season, isn't it? The chaos has begun. The blanks, the doubles, the last minute announcements, which we'll no doubt get. The uh yeah, the repercussions of FA Cup ties. It's really fun. I'm excited. And I really hope we see lots of different strategies and lots of different managers going in different directions because I think that makes it more and more exciting as well. Yeah, I think we often say, or I often say, I'll pretend other people say it, um, <laughs> that, you know, a lot of the season, we know FBL, luck, skill, whatever that conversation is. But if there is skill, somewhere where people who, what's the word we use, often engage, maybe that's a bit harsh, but the people who are more likely to put time into it, it's these times of the season where we are most likely to gain our points. Um, usually it's that kind of, what, 32 to 36 period? But yeah. this year, we've because of other, other postponements and whatnot, it's come a bit early and we still have that period later. But if you are, what would you say? If you're 100k, 200k, 300k, top 50k is still open to you just based on this period. Maybe, maybe better. What do you reckon? Yeah, 100% mass gains. I mean, you look at the top 10k and see the percentage of managers that have used chips it's actually pretty high and you know there's a lot in us that will have better ranks than you guys watching and me and seb that probably have used two of four chips um quite comfortably so yeah i think we're in good positions and this is where you can make mass gains and again as you mentioned we've still got that other period later in the season the 32 on where again there'll be a little bit more chaos there'll be more blanks more doubles and again a really good time to make those big gains yeah. And I mean, we'll talk about that period coming as well, because it's kind of linked strategy wise, isn't it? What you do now will affect what you have to do later. But yeah. first, let's have a look at how you are faring this week in game week or last week, this week, game week 25. Uh, we have your team on screen, but why don't you run it through us for us? Oh, yeah. Um, 43 points so far. Loads of one pointers, Seb. Five of them on one point. So Kepa with one, White with seven. Ake with six. Thank you, Pep, for the early sub. Tarkovsky with one. Trent with six. 
these guys have got another game to play, as does does uh yeah, as does White. Um Salah with six, Saka with three, Andreas with one, Bamford with one, standing ovation, he got still only got one point. Uh Haaland ten and Ketia one. Um so loads it's been a bit of a rubbish game week, but there's so much still to play for. It's hard to say how your game week goes until we see Wednesday night fixtures, because obviously Liverpool and Arsenal, we're all heavily invested. A lot of us got Tarkovsky. As always, it will probably go down to captaincy. It will be Saka versus Salah, maybe, for if you have a green or not. I don't know. Both got the three points at the weekend. Um, so, yeah, I'm still fairly confident, although I'm conscious that many people watching this video will be watching it after the results. So I don't want to say too much. <laughs> yeah, be like, guaranteed good week for Janny <laughs> in the comments now. Um, I think really, like, you've got a team, like we all have, that is probably only three or four players different to most people. And then that's what Andreas, your Banford, maybe Ake. And then it's like, do you have White or Gabriel? Do you have yeah. Saka and Nketiah or Saka and Odegaard or, or whatever it is? Which isn't even really a full difference because it's the same team. So they're, they're, yeah. they're, their results are likely to be linked. So I think even if it feels like a poor week this week, which is mostly just against expectations, right? Because it's a big double. There were some good teams involved and we're not even all the way through the double yet. I don't think it matters too much because everyone's in an extremely similar boat. What do you make of it, though, where I know some of the commentary has been, oh, double game weeks might be overrated or all the teams involved in this double game week. Maybe we went too heavy. We are only halfway through. So far, your score right now is a single game week score. You've still got something to come. So where, where do you stand on that in the future? Do you think you'll go just as heavy in doubles coming up or has this tempered your expectations? I do. I, I I do love a double game week and I'm always happy if I need to go hits to get the right players in. And I was really close this game week to taking a minus eight and I saw a lot of eights and a lot of twelves, to be fair. I took a minus four and I didn't go for that additional four point hit to bring Darwin in for Bamford, which we we don't know if that was a good or bad decision yet. Um, I do think Darwin will start tonight. Um, he's pitched in training yesterday um, and Bamford obviously got the one pointer. But what I do think was perhaps... I'm slightly surprised by the amount of managers taking eight and 12 point hits that then go into wildcard this week. And you could argue they're two very separate decisions. But when I was planning my potential hits last week, it was with a view to different potential strategies based on those FA Cup results. So I knew what my strategy would be if Liverpool were to get a 28 fixture. And I knew what my strategy would be if Liverpool weren't to get a 28 fixture. Neither of those included a wild card. Now, for those that were taking minus 12s, for example, if there was a good chance you were always planning on a wild card in 26 i do perhaps think it might have been a little bit trigger happy going for the minus 12 straight away because yeah you were playing potentially playing the odds of liverpool playing again in 28 and then having the triple up but again you knew that was 40 percent likely because based on the bookies odds um so yeah perhaps some that went a little bit gung-ho but at the same time I never mind an aggressive approach with FPL and I, I always like to chase the upside when it's there and I guess that's what those managers did but I do like to plan and be very strategic with my potential decisions based on those fixture announcements or cancellations postponements on the FA Cup and I kind of had several routes um, which is why the which is why the wildcard I'm not surprised to see people wildcarding but I do think those wildcarding perhaps um perhaps have planned it and perhaps a bit more spontaneous the wild card does look good however yeah do you think do you think people are wild carding in a more reactionary sense in terms of not because they did poorly this week although that's a psychological lever but you know let's not judge people on that it affects us all 
But because we now have clarity, or at least by tonight, we will have even more clarity over what those fixtures are going to be. I don't think there were any massive surprises. You know, Leicester, maybe a little bit, but otherwise, yeah. it's probably what we would have predicted if we had to make a prediction. So do you think people are reacting to the fact that that's now fact, it's now solid, and so, you know, we act differently when we know something for certainty? Or do you think people maybe just didn't quite, you know, look this far ahead, which I think is fine too. I was probably one of those people where because I didn't need to take hits, I could just do a couple of frees. I was like, you know what, I'll solve 25 and I'll solve 26 and onwards later. So now that we have that information, I'm now going, oh gosh, I need to react to this new situation. Where do you think people are falling? Yeah, probably a bit of both. I, I probably forget though. Of course, I don't expect everyone to to look into it um, with a great deal of detail as perhaps I did. Um, I don't know. I think I think many will look at this game week and go, oh, I've got three Liverpool players now and they play Man United, who on if we look at are currently playing some of the best football in the league, right? So that's a really tricky fixture. And then, of course, like any week, if you've still got a wild card in your pocket, it, you should be open to it. We should remain flexible. And you go, well, if I was to wild card this week, not only do I get a really good team out this week, but I do have, I'm well set for the doubles and the blanks. And I think if you pull the trigger this week, you're removing those three Liverpool. And of course, uh, many of Rashford and some of Shaw and Bruno still, they don't like the idea of having five or six players in that one fixture. You're taking all of them out probably other than Rashford and you go, okay, yeah, now I can have, um, you know, your Brentford and Brighton players who not only double next week, but have a really good fixture this week. So it gives you the optimal team immediately, which is how people think and probably um, affects people's decisions when wildcarding. Sure, you don't wildcard for one week, but if that first week you wildcard on paper, your team looks perfect, you're more likely to pull that trigger. People love having the best team every single week. And we know as FPL managers, that's just not realistic long term, but we will see it in front of us and want a bit of it. It's the old delayed gratification thing, isn't it? Have you... Have you heard of that study where, I mean, I say that study, I think Haribo made an advert out of it, where like, you know, you put a kid in a room, you put a put a suite on the table in front of them, and it's like, you can have this suite now, or if you don't touch it for 10 minutes, we will bring you two suites. And most kids will take the suite now because delayed gratification is difficult. We want that instant, you know, bit of dopamine, and it's very hard to wait for something better in the future when there's a good thing in front of us now. It's not just kids, right? Adults suffer. I say suffer, you know, experience the absolute same thing. I know I really do. Like, F bill aside, I know in my personal life, I'm so bad for, like, future planning and, you know, not just taking the good thing now. Um, Do you think, like, that comes, I guess it does, comes into our fantasy thinking? Do you think it hinders us a bit? Mate, you've absolutely nailed it. It absolutely comes into our thinking. And sure, of course, it it probably hinders us. And I'm definitely guilty of that as well. and we're, we're a bit like that with doubles, aren't we? Because often when there's a double, we'll beeline for a player and take hits to bring in a player that's playing twice. But then that might mean you don't take in a hit the next week to cover someone else's blank. And you're like, oh, over the long run, those that team could have had this... I'm struggling to get my point across, but your fixtures could be the same in terms of fixtures played total over your team, but instead you rather stack up on the double and then ignore the blank uh, rather than just go a little bit of the doubling is actually okay. And then I'm well protected for the blank. And in total, I get the same number of players out over that three or four week period. Uh, But you want more now, which is why we go early and we take that suite within the first 10 minutes. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And one, one last sort of thought experiment I tried to run with myself when doing this, which I don't think it's a success. It's not necessarily grounded in reality either. But obviously we experience FPL over 38 weeks. They're not necessarily, well, they are consecutive, but they're not necessarily all next to each other because we have breaks. Sometimes they're doubles, sometimes they're blanks. But it's a nine-month pursuit. 
And oh. so when we're p picking things at the beginning of the season or even, you know, halfway through the season for the next X number of weeks, it's very hard not to just focus on what comes next, whether that's in terms of planning, also in terms of reacting to the points we got last week, as opposed to looking at the whole. Now, of course, you can make changes every week and et cetera, et cetera. But I think an interesting way of considering FPL is say it still took place over 38 separate matches, but yeah. like, a, like Football Manager or something, you could just run this simulation in one go. Now, ignore the fact that you want to make changes in between those weeks. It doesn't matter for this, for this example. I think we would think of FPL very, very differently if you were just delivered all of your results at once. It's like, here are your 38 weeks worth of results. They are still individual weeks. You could still... I know mechanically this doesn't make sense, but you could still make changes in between them, but you will receive your results in one big batch. I think we would find mm -hmm. it a lot easier to ignore bad weeks and find the good weeks or vice versa. And most importantly, we would find it a lot easier to plan for game week 36 when we were in game week 29, because we wouldn't have to wait seven weeks for it to happen. Uh, like I say, I know this isn't applicable to reality, but I think it's an interesting one to try and frame for yourself when looking to make decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if I wonder if we were to be presented with that sort of opportunity, how many managers would take it? Like, do we like that drip feed or do we like that? That I don't know. It's an interesting. It would be an interesting experiment. FPL in years to come. Who knows what's around the corner? When, when the <laughs> model, some, when the models are be, fully taken over, um, we can just simulate it in one go. <laughs> get it, get it done in a weekend and move on. Uh, yeah. Speaking of getting it done and moving on, let's have a look at your team for next week. Now, you've not made any changes yet, I don't think. So run nope. us through your team and run us through your immediate concerns before we talk about whether you're going to wildcard or what plans you have. I guess, firstly, I, I quite like my team this week. Um, so Kepper in goal, home fixture. Uh, White is a good fixture. Ake, same. Tarkovsky goes to Forest and then Trent. Uh, so it's currently a back four. The midfield four of Salah, Saka, Rashford and Solly March, who is flagged, but think will be fine although we'll wait for the press conference Italian managers are quite good at letting you know who's injured so I expect Zerbi will tell us um Haaland and Nketiah up top uh bench of Bamford Andreas and Trippier and, and Ward in goal Nketiah is my biggest concern um does he start tonight is the big question if he doesn't start tonight and Arsenal play well without him again um he'll be my sell if he does start and looks good then I'll probably sell Bamford, but I am looking to sell in that position. Fair. So, okay, so what are we thinking in terms of wildcard or no wildcard right now in 26? Are you doing it? No, I'm not. And I I don't mind those that are. And I'm, I'm, I'm bored of seeing the whole it's team dependent because it absolutely is. And we almost feel as content creators, we have to caveat every statement with it's team dependent. But it is... Um, and for my team at this moment, I don't think a wildcard is necessary. I know the wildcard will see some gains, but I think I would want more. And that's perhaps because I only committed to two Liverpool players, loads wildcarding committed to three. And I already own a Brighton player, loads wildcarding don't own any Brighton or any Brentford. Now I only have one of the, over those two teams, admittedly, but it's one more than a lot that are wildcarding. So I think the and I don't have major fires elsewhere in terms of injuries and stuff. And I don't have any dead spots. Again, many wildcarding might have a Greenwood from Leeds in their team who just know isn't getting a minute. So they might have a Nico Williams still or whatever. Well, I did think I do think Nico played the other day because of an injury, but we know he's not first choice. Um, so for that reason, I'm not wildcarding. And I've looked at the, this period and I can still set myself up well for 27 and make sure I have two Brighton, two Brentford with only, I think, one hit. Um, 
and I can still get out an okay team in the blank of 28. I think I'd be at nine men with another hit. Um, and then I would still have 13 doublers um, going into the double of 29 with a bench of like a doubler, Saka and Haaland or White and Haaland. And that's potentially still a bench boost week, which I know a lot of wildcard is looking to do. So my plan for game week 29 by the time I get there is to try and get to a very similar type of squad to what the wildcarders are actually have now i would have had to take i will have had to have taken more hits and i won't have some of the luxuries in that 29 team like say some will have bruno and i won't be able to get there um but i will have your madisons and your tonys and your matomas um and with that in mind i think it's knowing i'd only have to take eight points worth of hits or maybe minus 12 i think over that period of time that's okay and i guess the plan there so you you know you're not going to use any chips between now and 29 it sounds like the plan, of course, would be to use your chips later. And so if you're taking, it sounded like a minus eight, maybe a minus 12 there. That is a net point difference you would hope to make up between 34, uh, 32 and 36, give or take, on people who are playing chips now and therefore would have to take hits or not take hits, but field less optimal players than you are able in the future. Is that the plan? Yeah, absolutely. My plan before last night was to free hit in blank game week 28. So nothing really has changed other than the use of the free hit. And the reason what, what, now... What I... changed that? So what changed that was the Fulham result. So um, Leeds now play in 28, which gets me... So Leeds-Wolves goes ahead instead of Fulham and Liverpool. Um, and I knew it'd be one of the two, but that gives me Bamford. So that's one additional spot in 28. Um, Although I, you could argue I would have had the Liverpool players and the Fulham player, um, but it's an option. And then also the... Uh, the other big factor there was there was two. Um, oh, Brentford, Le- Brentford, Leicester. So knowing Brentford play in twenty eight, and I'm going to be buying two Brentford players between now and then, it gives me two additional players. So if you add Bamford and then the two Brentford guys that I'm going to bring in, it's like okay, I've got three additional players. I was on six players that meant I was going to use a free hit or maybe even five, and now I'm on eight or nine players, um, and I feel like that's it's not necessary to to use a free hit, um, knowing I'm covering all the main bases. The one player I won't have in that blank that I really want would be Ollie Watkins, who plays Bournemouth mm. at home. I won't have any Aston Villa players. But other than that, I'll be pretty well protected. Um, so yeah, definitely not worth the free hit now. The, the Brentford edition was the bigger one than, than Bamford, obviously, because I knew it'd be either Bamford plays or my Liverpool players play. Yeah, I think Liverpool playing or not playing, which we probably edged towards not playing, but we weren't sure. And your preference there depended on, you know, your team state, of course. The other big pivot point was whether Brentford played or not. And I think that became, because of the Leicester up, well, upset, I think that was, we probably didn't expect that to happen. It is yeah. happening. And of all the teams, they probably learn it the best because they have fixtures all the way through and they have doubles. So a double or triple Brentford is probably what we're after. So is that what you would be alongside maybe a Brighton? Is that yeah. what you're targeting here? And obviously Brighton would blank for you now if you're not free hitting in 28. So is it, you've got March, is it Brentford you are after? Yeah, I'm after, I want two Brentford, two Brighton. Um, so my next three transfers will be, sorry, the sun's in my eyes. Um, my next three transfers, same time of day, we always do this. I remember last uh, last week. I, I just I just love the way through. you look in the sun, mate. I, I wait, I wait. You know, as the year gets older, this is going to get, you know, five minutes later every single week, just so I can catch you every time. It looks like a weird Instagram filter. Um, <laughs> so, 
not that I play around with Instagram filters. Uh, if it is bothering um, you, feel free to move and I'll follow the, follow you with the camera so we can still see you on stream. Oh, bless you. No, honestly, it's good. I'll stick in more of the viewers. Um, so, yeah, my next three transfers will be Brighton and, and Brentford players. Um, now, I don't want to go big on them this week. I want that extra week's worth of information. That could be information on Tony's court uh, case. It could be... Um, information on Tony's yellow cards because he's on eight and if he gets to 10 he has too much ban so let's say he gets booked this week saying that I do think Tony will be my transfer in I think I don't mind enough about those two things uh, but I can see why managers want to hold um, but then the other thing is is that extra Brighton player I transfer in another week to watch Matoma and McAllister and go which one do I want I think it's Matoma McAllister did play deep again last night in the two not in the 10 which was frustrating because the last Premier League game has been the 10 both times um, but knowing that he's in and out that 10 roll I only want McAllister in the 10 roll um, so yeah I think I will go Tony this week and then two Brighton sorry, one Brighton, one Brentford next week for the four-point hit. But it'd only be taking one four-point hit to get two of each ready for 27, which I'm quite happy with. That seems reasonable. I, you know, I think if any other week you said, oh, should I wildcard or should I take a four-point hit? I think everyone would say a four-point hit. So while, you know, you're still, you're probably a couple more hits away from what the optimal team might be. And I have put together, we can have a look in a minute, a suggested wildcard. Um, I think you're close enough that that is a decent decision to make. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think we do have here, we can bring up some fixtures. So Legomani very, very kindly has put this together. Uh, it's over on Twitter at Legomani underscore FPL. This is updated from last night. So we have Tuesday night's FA Cup results factored into this. We do not have Wednesday nights. Again, we're recording Wednesday afternoon. But I believe we can expect Tottenham and Southampton probably to progress. You can see these here on the graphic. The Tottenham fixture in 28 does have an asterisk next to it against Southampton and the corresponding reverse fixture with Southampton. So if they were to have a fixture, that is the fixture they would have there. Um, so we see here we have 26, 27, 28, 29, and then onwards into the 30s. The blue is, you know, possible fixtures, which will know more about the percentage chance of them happening from the draw, which will happen tonight following the matches when depends on extra time uh, and then go and then the result of those will influence 34 and 37 again which we can see here we have the possibility so we can even start to draft you know a man city 34 with fulham and west ham might be very very tasty whereas a man city 37 with chelsea and brighton is a little less tasty so while we don't know for sure we can speculate again but Janny, the reason i bring this up is with what you've said in mind does the route you're plotting through here look sensible? We've mentioned Brentford. We can see there that they play all the way through this period and have two doubles. 
Your Brighton players will blank in 28, which may be a bit of an issue. We see Man United also blank there and then have a double. So how do you feel about this? And what sort of teams would you be targeting on a non-wildcard strategy such as yourself? Yeah, um, I'm just I'm looking at my phone to look at Lego Mane's graphic, which is brilliant. And it's really clear with those blue boxes, which is useful. Um, I think the teams I target are very similar to the wildcard teams, but it's, it's what we do after 29, which I think could give those that haven't wildcarded perhaps a little bit more flexibility at time. I'd like to think those that haven't wildcarded perhaps we'll have a little bit well just looking at my team i'm gonna to have tons of money in the bank come game week 29 30 so if i want to jump on say a harry kane or a de bruyne or even a foden or a mares i can do and i do think man city and spurs are both interesting and again it won't be teams we're well stacked on i think a lot on wildcard will have sold um their arsenal defender for example I'm likely to keep my Arsenal defender throughout. And I think there's some okay fixtures there. I'd expect clean sheet or two from Arsenal post to 29. I think I play Liverpool in 30, then West Ham and Southampton if it happens after that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think having the chips at your full disposal, knowing we're going into what will be a very big blank game week 32, could be useful because 32 could very easily be one in which a free hit is very useful. Um, if you've wildcarded you earlier, you might struggle to get 11 out in 32. You might struggle. You might be on six or seven players. So having a free hit then, I think, will be a strategy that those that are wildcarding maybe look to go for. But likewise, if you've still got your wildcard in your pocket, which I hope to have by 32, I can dead end my team. So my transfers in 30 and 31 and 32 can all be veered towards players that I know are playing in 32. They might not be players I want long-term, but in game week 33, I can then hit that wildcard button and put it right. So I can sell good players in 31 and 32 if I need to, knowing I can bring them back in 33 with that wildcard. And then you set yourself up for the big double game week in 34, which is a really good bench boost option. Or maybe it's 37 bench boost. Likewise, you might free hit in one of those big doubles as well. So there's options aplenty there. And one more thing um, I'd love to throw into your analysis there, which I think benefits you, is if we look at along the dates here at the top as well, between Game Week 28 and Game Week 29, that is the 18th of March to the 1st of April, that's the first fixture, obviously, of each of those weeks, there is an international break during that period. So if you are wildcarding now, and part of your strategy, of course, is not just getting your 26 and your 27ers, but covering 28, maybe you could still free hit in that week, that's still possible, but you do need to be setting up for 29 as well, because that might even be your bench boost week. There is a little bit longer. There is chances of injuries, either from the international break or just the fixtures in between that could mess with your plans. Now, you do have options. There are a lot of doubles in there. I think it's probably the week where the most teams will double, even yeah, if not, it it's the best doubles. I think the best doubles might be 34, 37, but the most are in this cup coming 29. So you do still have options. Agreed. But I think that is one small weakness. Whereas in your strategy, Jenny, I believe 32 would be the blank, which is indicated here by the um, sort of slightly faded box highlighting as opposed to the thick line box highlighting when we know what happens in the FA Cup we'll know where those blanks are those doubles would then go into 34 potentially 37 later with semi-finals as well you would be deading and ending into 32 wildcarding into 33 and prepping your bench boost for 34 which obviously looking at this that's the 22nd of April to the 29th that's a week yeah because 33 is a midweek fixture so of course i guess the risk there is there's a higher risk of rotation because of so many fixtures but a much lower risk of injury or for example you know if tony is going to get banned and you want him over that period i don't know if you do there would be less time for that to mess with your plans one thing worth mentioning on tony before i throw it back to you is i think you tweeted in previous cases we've seen like this it has been quite a long time between yeah. any admission of charges or contestion of charges 
and then a punishment being met. Uh, it often comes over, say, a, a summer break, and it could be months before that happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we just go off the information we've got at the moment, and I don't think that should put you off Tony here and now just yet. I think the yellow cards is 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 same again. Like, he's only on eight. He needs to get to ten. When he's on nine, you might have squeaky bum time. But I think he averages the yellow card every... Well, he's at eight, and what he's played 20-odd games, so he's averaging like two, two point, and a half games. 2.8, I saw someone say the other day. 2.8. Yeah, and he's got about, was it eight fixtures to avoid that, I think? So... Yeah. But it's different when you know that you see a ban if you pick them up so you yep. might have a slight slightly different state of mind and, and and your actions might change very slightly there i think that's reasonable so uh one thing i'd love to throw at you then before we before we wrap up here is i did put together a i think i said suggested earlier that's the wrong word just a potential wild card that you could throw yeah. up for game week 26 so i'll run through this real quick and then i would love your opinion on it so we have kepper and goal with uh, yeah. raya from brentford we have gabrielle james shaw trippier dunk Erdegaard, Saka, Madison, Rashford, and Solly March. He's in there for you. I'd probably go McAllister or Matoma, but hmm. March is in there for you, my friend. Uh, we then have even Tony, Haaland, and Harry Kane up front. Couple of things there. Now, Harry Kane, I kind of throw in just because you could. The fixtures are nice. Uh, they don't blank, as far as I remember. But maybe you go for a Watkins or someone else instead in that slot. Two doubles. You'd get one extra fixture, but Watkins isn't as good as Kane, so that's up to you. Of course, Kane needs more budget as well. Uh, and yeah. there's also the Manchester United player, so you're sure you're Rashford. Whether you want to hold them or not, I don't know. I think there are probably that's probably one of the few places the 26 strategy diverges. It's whether you have Man United or you don't, or you jump on and off them. Uh, the one player that really stands out to me is Madison. Assuming he is fit, that is probably a player us non-wildcarders cannot get to. That could be very, very tasty. But does this tempt you at all to wildcard? Or do, do you think, oh, I'm actually not far from this. It reassures me not to wildcard. I think it reassures me not to because I look at it and think that's a very similar team to what I'll have in 29. In, and actually, my 29 plans is to sell... I'd be selling Salah in 28 for Madison. Um, oh, okay, Salah so you would get on Madison. Beer. And I'd go Madison for 28 and then doubles in 29. And I'd be, yeah, I'd selling Salah so you can go for any player you want. So who so does expensive. that mean... Just off the top of my head, that probably means you sacrifice something else. Would it be, do we have, so Man United, so Man United Dublin 29. So does that mean you're potentially not getting, oh, Bruno, you said, of course. So you're maybe yeah. not getting another Man United. Whereas the wildcarders here could probably do Arsenal to Man United. Arsenal yeah. have leads, so that's fine. But Man They're doing Odegaard Newcastle to Bruno or yeah. Saka to Bruno. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of the wildcarders will be planning to sell their Arsenal assets. Or, and again, often they won't have an Arsenal defender. The wildcard draft you've put together is very similar to the one i put together i don't have an arsenal defender i think i have an extra brentford defender in there because you've gone to brentford um but again arsenal have some good potential clean sheet fixtures you know starting this weekend with bournemouth so i, I see the argument for that but no madison's i think the midfield's set like i look at that midfield and that's a very similar midfield to i'll get to the front three similar i think canes are you're right like those wild carding have got tons of money in the bank watkins could very easily be kane and it's nice to have that that safety blanket if you need it and then the back line's interesting because you do you're going to go with a brighton player you're going to have trippier you're going to have Shaw. a lot are going to go reese james because he plays everton in 28 at home and he does play in the double but does he miss one of those three fixtures possibly although by then you would think he's playing 90 minutes consistently um so yeah i mean i like this wildcard team very much but i also think with 
a four-point hit next week and a four-point hit for 28, I can get to a similar-looking team, and therefore I, it doesn't justify the wildcard team for me. But as I said earlier, that's because I already have one Brighton player, and I do think owning Solly March and only having having two Liverpool is the difference between me going, yeah, wildcard's good for me or wildcard's not good for me. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one. What do you think, Seb? Like, how close is your team going to look to this? And what your I haven't asked you about your chip strategy, and I'm sure those watching will want to know. I mean, Johnny's team reveal. So uh, I think I'm I'm very happy to be uncertain right now. Um, it's Wednesday, mate. It's, I, don't, I don't think about this. Are you? Weekend. Is there a chance you wildcard this weekend? Oh, there's definitely a chance. Um, it was the lower chance, but I wouldn't rule it out. Um, oh, you know me. Hopefully, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna nail myself into anything um, until I have to. I am trying to basically work out. So this team I've put together here. I am six transfers away from this identical team. Not getting close, the identical team, which means I'm maybe three or four transfers away from getting close. close. And by close, I mean, I don't know, like, I guess if this was Watkins, Harry Kane, you know, that's a big difference. But something like, um, I wouldn't have Raya, but I'd have a Brentford defender. For me, that's, you know, close enough in terms of not identical points prediction but enough for me to be satisfied Um, of course there is a big advantage in having the optimal setup and the optimal players I'm leaning towards trying to save it for later because I do have triple Liverpool but I still have Trippier I still have Shaw and Rashford which are big parts of this team I think which people did get rid of to get their Liverpool players I feel like I can earn more points later and maybe even avoid a hit or two I think I'd probably take a single minus four to get Brentford and Brighton for this coming period get through 28 without a free hit hopefully Arsenal Arsenal will help me a lot there I'd have triple Arsenal then 29 that's probably the painful one where this team here is going to have you can have 15 doublers um, and they could be 15 doublers from a different you know a few selections we mentioned injuries well you could go a number of routes with this team I think um, and you can play your bench boost I would then obviously hope to make that up later and I think the main place I'd hope to make it up is this is while the, while this team has more doubles available it's not Liverpool, it's not City. And I think if I was going this route, I'd sell Haaland. I wouldn't have Haaland in I was going to say, you say 15 doublers, but if you're on a wild card and you're going to bench boost in 29, is it not 13 doublers plus Saka or a defender? No, so Arsenal, I think like... One Arsenal defender, or one Arsenal player and Haaland. I mean, the one I've set up here, yeah, you've got triple Arsenal, you've got Haaland as well. That's too many transfers to not have it. But the ones people will set up, I wouldn't be surprised if have 15 doublers, at least 14. Haaland's probably the one you keep, but Haaland in 29 has Liverpool at home. Yeah, that's fine, right? You probably predict him six or seven points. But was it Watkins? Chelsea away, Leicester away. You've got Brentford as well there. Um, who else could be decent? I mean, Ian Acho from Leicester maybe, Palace away, Villa at home. You could edge it. And obviously you take those funds and improve the rest of the team. So I think if I was going this strategy... I might really commit to it and have no Haaland. For myself, to go back to just why I maybe would go later, it's mm-hmm. speaking of Haaland, Haaland is going to double again later. You know, if I get a Fulham West Ham in game week 34, for example, which I still have my triple captain. But to me, triple City, triple Liverpool, because they would also, I mean, Tottenham, Fulham, it's not quite as good. Aston Villa, Fulham in 37, potentially. I guess I'm trading the number of fixtures for hopefully the quality of team. I know Liverpool aren't you know, the best they've been, but they're still probably better than Villa. So I think I'd go for quality of players over quantity of players, if that makes sense. I like it. I I, I think we're thinking similar things. Um, worth noting as well, those on a wild card, their team looks great, obviously, and they're going to have some wins and we're going to be down on the field for this period. 
One benefit to those not wildcarding is Liverpool play Bournemouth at home in game week 27. So if you're not wildcarding, you've still got your Liverpool assets for that fixture, which is really strong. So my plan is, and I only have double Liverpool, I'll have Salah and Trent. And they'll feel like differentials amongst the community or certainly amongst anyone that's wildcarded because no one's wildcarding with Liverpool players in. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And you know what will happen here, right? Best laid plans of, of men and mice and all that. And then Trent will score the one free kick he scores this season and outscore any any doubler and we'll have the same <laughs> conversation over whether singles and doubles are worth it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one last thing then before we wrap up, I'll uh, flip back to your team so people can see that. And we did last week talk about a little uh, aspirational pick for you. That was Diego Jota. We didn't know Darwin wouldn't play. So on the surface, great shout, mate, because he obviously came into the team. We might get that answer to the question tonight, whether Darwin, Jota and Salah all line up in the same in the same yeah. team. But Jota did only return two points, played 70 odd minutes, I think. Yeah. So what are you thinking? Firstly, what do you think about that? And what are you thinking this week? Is there a player? And I guess this is an easy one because people are going to have wild cards. Who should people get that you can't get that is going to make you sad? Oh, I, I wish I knew the answer to that. <laughs> um I'm gonna I'm gonna just answer the, the Jota question, I guess. Like I think I think he could get 60 tonight and we could see that front three, which should be fun. But again, I'm not I don't want to speak too much about Liverpool because I know most will watch this after the game. But no, I mean aspirational pick this week that I can't I think I think Tony at home to Fulham is a really good fixture. Brentford's home form has been brilliant. And I think Fulham, the way they're playing at the moment, I know they've scored a couple of goals uh, against Leeds last night. The XG was so low. How they beat Brighton the week before, the XG was so low. Like both those games feel, I mean, Leeds, I think XG was like 1.56. Fulham's was like 0.2. Against Brighton the week before, it was even more extreme than that. And they won the football match. They are getting away with it. I would say, yeah, they're scoring worldies, but they don't have Paulinho against Brentford. And Fulham aren't a team used to playing twice a week. So I do think they'll hit that game. And it is on Monday. They've got the recovery time. But I do think they'll hit that game and Brentford will be the stronger team. And I think those that are wildcarding and go Tony um, could be instantly rewarded. And that makes me really want to bring in Tony this week. So as I say, I don't know who I'm selling over Bamford or Nketiah yet. It depends on Nketiah minutes. But I really want to protect that by buying Tony this week reasonable but but you can get to tony so for the spirit of the question if there's anyone you can't i'll throw i'll throw a um a suggestion at you so i know lester and oh, Aston, i was gonna Aston say Villa. madison <laughs> they let's play southampton didn't they uh lester have so they have southampton away chelsea home in 27 uh brentford away in the 28 blank which could be tough to be fair then palace and villa away home in 29 okay. uh villa as well have palace home west ham away bournemouth home chelsea and leicester away the popular mm. assets from those two teams are Madison and Watkins, respectively, which I think yeah. is a good shout anyway. But what if we went one step further and went like Ian Nacho and Buendia? Would that tempt you? Because I think Ian Nacho could be, if he's got that starting role, he's a good price for our forwards. He's the bracket we're looking at. And he could be someone that a lot of people aren't going to have over this period who does equally well. I would like to just say to those on a wild card going Ian Nacho, I think he's a, a very good FPL player, but just know that his manager hates him. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers hates Ian Asho with a passion. He doesn't want to play him. And when he does play him, and admittedly he's started the last four Premier League games, and he's done well in all of them. And he came on last night and scored straight away. The guy won't ever breach. He'll never get 90 minutes. Um, so looking at the last four, 66, 76, 74, 61, he'll always come off around the hour mark. Now, maybe that's fine. Maybe that's all you need. But just don't get angry 
with those early substitutions, even in games he's scoring goals and even in games he's playing really well, it will happen. And that puts me off him. And it perhaps shouldn't do because the numbers are there, even when he gets 60, 70, but it would put me off him. I would probably go, if I want to invest heavily in that Leicester attack and I've already got Madison, I'd probably play safe and go for Barnes, for example, who Rogers absolutely loves with a passion. Oh, look, let's look at his last eight games, 90 minutes in all of them. Literally doesn't come. How how many goals and assists, pal? (laughs) (laughs) Quite a few, actually. Okay, Um, okay. He's, he's, his last, he's had two two-pointers in the last two, but then he had a six, and eight, and a seven. Massive. Massive. That's that's whole word. Yeah, that show's had more is the, is the short answer. Yep, fair. <laughs> um, I think that's reasonable. Do we know who's on penalties for Leicester with no Vardy on the field? I know Yuri Tillemans would often Tillemans take them. has, but he's think, injured now. He's out for it, six weeks. Could it be Inacho? Madison? It, I think Mads would step up, wouldn't he? Okay. I don't know. So I think Madison's probably the sensible pick here. Inacho would be an extra as opposed to a replacement. And then Villa nailed on Watkins. We saw him take a penalty, so that helps. Yeah, I've never been confident over Watkins in front of goal, let alone penalties. But yeah, he did. He converted his penalty well down the middle. Um, Watkins is a really good pick. He's flying, isn't he? Five and five. I just think Emery Ball suits him, counter-attack. And Buendia, another name you mentioned, also looks really good. Like, he's realised, or Emery's kind of clearly said, like, he needs one creative midfielder he can't always accommodate two and if it's Coutinho or Buendia it's always going to be Buendia and at times it will be both but I think it will often be Leon Bailey instead of Coutinho and then Buendia has that 10 roll. Fair fair so I think Madison Watkins is probably your order of preference here. Um, it would be Mads then Watkins and then if I was taking a pun it would be <laughs> it were... Nacho's not a bad shout up front. Um, so you heard it here first Johnny says take hits to get here Nacho he's going to get at least 12 so take a minus 8 and you'll still be up I think on that note, we will wrap yeah. it there, my friend. You are you are not wildcarding. You are predicting a big Liverpool victory tonight. And people on uh, on Thursday can watch this and see what we think. <laughs> I really hope Darwin blanks, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if I'll watch tonight. Although, look, Captain Salah, so let's hope he bangs. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me, my friend. I've enjoyed this again, as always. I do wish you luck. And I think I might be joining you. I'm probably closer to a 26 wildcard than you are. But I think I might be joining you on this journey. Uh, Tony Tony will be coming in either way. So uh, looking forward to that. You must be closer than me, mate, because I am 0% and I reckon you're 10%. Is there nothing that would convince you? I mean, I need some like who, major Who injuries. has to write the thread? So I don't know, uh, Andy, Praz, Az, Mark, who has to write the thread to make to convince you here? Oh, not a single content creator will, None of them. will turn my head. No, no, no. no. Oh. I, only, I, I I wish they could. So it'd be easier. It'd be an easier game for me. But no, I'd need some major injuries or news yeah. to do that. Oh, hey, yeah. I respect it. And look, we've talked it through. You know, you at least know why you're doing it and what those ramifications will be. So yeah, I, I support it. If my support means anything, I support it. I think I might be joining you. So I should answer that content creator question because I just realised that could sound like I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm saying like I don't listen to any content creators. <laughs> no, but it's, it's more I, I make my own decisions when it comes to chip strategy every single time. But in terms of who could convert me, if I was say on in a normal day transfer or whatever, then yeah, Mark Southerns would have to be yeah. the one. And look, this is a Scout channel. I've got to mention Mark, the founder of Scout. I guess, I guess, in order of people that could turn me it'd be mark would be there but you would be too seb 
Um, and when I say turn turn my FPL decisions, for those that want to clip that soundbite and it sounds something it's not. Comfortable um, good. I knew you would be. Um, so you, I'd say that you, Mark, and Late Riser are three managers okay. that I often see. Um, yeah, like obviously I really respect, but also feel like I have similar thought processes too, which maybe is something that you shouldn't go for. Maybe you should find content creators that think completely opposite to you and that's what you need. But I tend to veer towards those that think the same way. And I often think that 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 Mark and Late Riser especially do. Perhaps you don't, but we just have such a good relationship that I just appreciate everything you say. But we are quite different FPL managers, but um, I'm sometimes in tune. Fair, fair. Well, Pranel, Mark, if you're watching, we have it in our power to ruin Janny's season. So let's get on that. <laughs> but, uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, this has been a pleasure. I hope it's been a pleasure to watch. We will try and get a live one out as well in the next few weeks so we can chat to you, answer some questions. But until then, Janny, thank you so very, very much. And good luck in 26 and beyond. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.